Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet dietitian, trainer, and host Katie, and this is episode 294. This week, we're talking about how to get rid of the food police and strategies to help you have a healthier relationship with food. Now, if you don't know what the food police is, it's that internalized voice or even the external messaging that dictates the foods that we eat. It tells us you should eat this, you should not eat that. This food is good. This food is bad. Categorizing food as healthy versus unhealthy. And what we know, the research shows us, but also I see it time and time again in clinical practice, is that this can have a huge negative impact on our eating habits and our mental health, leading to feelings like anxiety, guilt, shame, disordered eating, or as my clients will describe it, it just feels like this record that keeps on spinning in the back of their head that they just can't turn off. It's like the elevator music that's just always there, or you have a really annoying song stuck in your head, you can't get rid of it. That's what the food police or that internal dialogue can feel like all the time. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Getting rid of the food police is such a crucial step in the intuitive eating process in order to develop a healthy relationship with food and ultimately with our bodies. So we know that by getting rid of the food police, it's going to help you have an improved, not just physical health, but mental health, your mental well-being, your self-esteem. Today, my goal for you is that you walk away with a deeper understanding of what the food police is, how you can challenge that voice in your head, but ultimately some strategies so you can get rid of it for good. So you can have a happier, healthier relationship with food. And as always, these podcast episodes, we are here for education with a little bit of entertainment. And so you're always invited for a free strategy call. That is a 15 minute, 15, 20 minute call with myself or with our associate dietitian on the team. And what that means to you is you can just chat with our team for free to see, you know, answer any questions that you have, what it looks like to work with a dietitian. And the real value is you get to see if this is the next step for you in your non-diet journey. I had a strategy call just yesterday and this client or potential client ended up not even booking. It wasn't the right time, wasn't a good fit. But just even having that quick discussion, she felt like she had so much more clarity in the next steps for her. And, you know, we'll reach out to our team in a different time, but it just gave her the confidence to go, okay, I know what step is next and what things I can work on. So link in the show notes for that. You're always welcome to join. The first step in getting rid of the food police is always self-awareness. 
right? Our logical brain wants to know the why, it wants to know the facts. So where does the food police come from? It can come from a lot of places. Ultimately, those societal norms, you know, what is considered healthy in your environment, in, you know, your experience. It can also come from cultural beliefs. You know, think about certain foods. For example, pasta isn't considered indulgent in Europe. You know, rice isn't considered bad in Latin America. And it's not until you come to the United States that suddenly carbohydrates are bad and we shouldn't eat them and we're eating too much of it and right, all these different rules tied to it. The food police can also come, however, from your personal experiences. So I want you to think about what are some of the common rules or the do's and the don'ts that you have around food? What were some of those rules of the do's and don'ts when you were growing up? What were some of the conversations or even the actions that you remember seeing modeled for you around food as a child? The food police contributes to disordered eating, body dissatisfaction. I had a client who was so restrictive and had so much judgmental attitudes towards food and body shape that this actually ended up leading to harmful behaviors, right? Because of how she she talked to herself around food, because of the guilt and the shame that she put on herself, she was engaging in binge eating, overeating, and overexercising. What is really frustrating to my clients is that the food police can show up anywhere. It can show up in probably any and every area of your life on a regular daily basis through diet culture, through social media, through well-meaning friends and family, but also that, and I think this is probably the loudest for many, many people, especially listening to this podcast, is that it often shows up the loudest in that own inner voice. And for some of y'all, that might be way more dialed up than others. When we have this dialogue in our head of this food is good, this food is bad, ultimately we have these lists of foods or categories of food or types of foods that we tend to avoid, right? Because we feel like we shouldn't eat them. And while avoiding those fear foods can relieve some of the anxiety that we feel short term, right? We don't have to deal with it. We don't have to feel bad about it. Ultimately, that you know, habit in itself can lead to long-term anxiety, which we know anxiety can have a major negative impact on the quality of life. It can make social eating very anxiety provoking, making it hard to just enjoy food. And in some cases, this can actually, you know, especially long-term, if we don't address this, it can really prevent someone from adequately nourishing their body. Let's say, for example, if they are even unintentionally restricting carbohydrates for a long period of time because of that voice in in their head. Once we identify it, how can we start to challenge the food police? So first, identify your personal food police and the beliefs that they hold. So what are some of your rules or maybe even the shoulds such as carbs are bad, sugar's evil, or I should always eat clean or no eating after 8 p.m. or, you know, you've eaten so well this week, you deserve that dessert. Once you can take some time, and I'm talking like 
This could happen over a few days. This could happen over a week. Don't feel the urge to like identify because I promise you, once you start to just turn on the awareness, you're going to see these thoughts appear in many different environments. It might be triggered or turned up louder. You're just, you're going to hear it and you're going to be able to identify it. So over time, give yourself some grace. Once you can identify that voice, you can build that self-awareness. Ask yourself, how can I start to challenge some of these beliefs, some of these negative beliefs that I no longer agree with, or I, I don't want to agree with? And how can I replace these with more positive ones? So I'll give you an example. You might replace these thoughts with, you know, things like all foods can fit in a balanced diet, or I trust my body to tell me what it needs, or I am worthy of nourishment and pleasure. And side note, shameless plug, if you are on our email list, go to katiehake.com forward slash newsletter. I actually send out a weekly newsletter where we do a little recap of the podcast. I give you a recipe or a meal hack of the week. But I one thing I love to do is I always put in a weekly mantra. And so these are examples. If you've been on the, our email list for some time, you maybe you've collected those or go back in your old emails if you haven't deleted them and put those list of mantras in your phone that you can start to repeat and replace some of those negative beliefs with. The reality is that even if you aren't dieting, your inner food police can still be around, making it really tough to view eating as just a normal enjoyable human activity. And the more you can practice getting rid of the food police, the more you can make choices based on, you you can make choices around food based on health, based on satisfaction, instead of on diet rules and deprivation. You might also consider writing some of those positive affirmations on repeat, or maybe pick just one or two that you focus on for the week, such as you know, I'm learning to trust myself with food, or this is a process and I'm learning more every single day. Or when I eat meals, when I eat more at meals, I don't actually feel the need to snack because I'm full and actually satisfied. But on the flip side there, I can snack if I want to. I can snack whenever I want to. We've identified your personal food police and beliefs We're starting to challenge it with some positive, replacing the negative thoughts with some positive thoughts. Now, the last step in this process, or I should say a crucial next step, is to practice that curiosity and that compassion. And I cannot emphasize this piece enough, but that self-compassion and forgiveness in the process, including your acceptance of your past mistakes you know, that self-talk that is kind, it's understanding, it's how you'd talk to a friend, it's how you'd talk to someone that you truly and genuinely care about. It's that voice, you know, starting to turn down that food please voice and turn up that compassionate voice to focus on progress rather than perfection. And if you're feeling stuck, sometimes that logical brain may just need more knowledge. For example, maybe it's as simple as, you know, you haven't had the right information or credible information for so long and you just need to do a little more research. So maybe it's understanding that culinary uses of different foods or the function of carbohydrates in the brain can actually, like just those facts alone, getting credible nutrition facts, you know, credible nutrition information 
can help reduce some of the anxiety around these foods. Now, how else can you build or continue to build? Let's say, right? We're always practicing. How can you continue to build this healthier relationship with food? Of course, getting rid of the food police is this one small but big step of the intuitive eating process. So I want you to also think about tuning into your body's hunger and fullness signals, including the importance of actually eating when you're physically hungry, stopping when you're comfortably full. That's crucial because if you, you have to be physically capable, right? Like physically nourished in order to do this type of mental work, right? You've got to be physically fed before you can start to, you know, even change your beliefs, right? I always say like a starved brain. I don't say this. I don't know where I heard this, but I do say it. A starved brain is an anxious brain. A starved brain is, you know, a slow brain. It's just, you can't do much when you're not nourished. So keep practicing. Again, this is one step, one small step of a bigger process. And just continue to think about the bigger picture, right? When it comes to creating that healthy, sustainable way of eating, think about variety, think about balance, think about flexibility rather than restriction and deprivation. Along with that practice, right? We always say everything's a practice, everything's an experiment. Is that remember that that role of self-care is so key in this piece, not only just like the actual language and how you talk to yourself, but just think about your overall activities and how are you taking care of yourself? Yes, the voice in your head is one piece of it, but are you just giving yourself enough time to relax, to rest? You know, do you have social support? Are you engaging in different hobbies and interests outside of food and exercise? You know, the mindfulness practices that we talk about here all the time, those can help you to stay present and aware of your thoughts and feelings. Because if you are continually stressed out, again, you're not going to have, if you're stressed out and you're not adequately nourished, you're not going to have the bandwidth. You're not going to have the ability to even hone in on the current moment and what you're feeling and what you're thinking. So meditation, your deep breathing, body scans, all those things help. Cooking can also be, you know, a therapeutic way to reconnect with food. But even just those strategies that we talk about all the time here on the show, gratitude, affirmations, focusing on the functionality and strength of your body rather than the appearance. Quick recap for you so that you go out and I want you to practice implementing this on the rest of your drive home or the rest of your walk or whatever it is, wherever it is that you're listening. Number one, what is the food police? What does it mean for you? How does it show up for you? Number two, once you've identified those rules, start to challenge those negative beliefs. Like that's not true. How can you identify what's negative and flip it into a positive? How can you continue to tune in to your body's needs How can you practice a little more self-care today to give you the space to think about these things, to start to build up that self-awareness? Remember, practice that self-compassion, practice that forgiveness through the process, because again, it's a process. And just know that you don't have to do it alone. We're here for you. There's professionals like myself, but also just we have a community that's here to support you, whether you work one-on-one or not. I hope today's episode just inspired you again to stop quantifying and start living. And that starts with identifying that voice, turning down the negative, 
turning up the positive. So I'm here in your corner cheering you on. You got this and thanks for being here today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.